Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hey everybody, Dungeon Master Academy here with another podcast for you. Uh, we're going to talk about something that can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, I'll try and get as detailed as I can and what it means. So you'll often hear the term trope or tropes. This usually refers to a condition or description or setup that is common and expected and not overly creative. Um, so like, for example, everybody always meets in a tavern. Orcs are always bad. Um, guards are always stupid. Um, big bad enemies are always enemy bosses that aren't very good at what they can do, right? Combat is simple. I have a sword in my hand, I slash at people because I have a sword in my hand. <laughs> These are all tropes. These are all long-term 46-year tropes of a game that has changed dramatically over time. One of the things you want to avoid with tropes is pitfalls, right? Um, you, it's a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Because as you, being a new DM or GM, as you become more narrative, more, you know, encounter-driven, tropes are sometimes okay to get you through like a crutch. But they should never be something that you use to overburden your game with. I always prefer to create very unique settings for the players to meet each other. Uh, one of the things you could do is ask the players if they would like to know each other ahead of time. Uh, maybe they, you know, know each other in their backstory. And it might be that, by doing that, might make it a little bit easier for you as a DM, GM to bring the party together. You may even decide in a one shot the party knows each other, you're ready to go. The tropes around the boss or what might be the main focal point of either a one-shotter campaign i think it's important to remember that just because they're bad or they have bad intent or they, they uh, you know they're the antagonist or protagonist of your story doesn't mean they have to be one layer you know you can make them very complex you can make them smart you can make them foolish. You can make them however you want to make them. So, you know, it creates immersion into the game. What you want to avoid is that feeling that every encounter is the same. Every quest is the same. Every city and town is the same. Right? I mean, and that's where as a DM or GM, it becomes a little bit more challenging for us to avoid the tropes. Because sometimes the tropes are safe. Um, you know... For me in the past, a very typical trope of playing the game was a dungeon crawl. You only ever played it because you wanted to go into the dungeon, kill the monsters, loot the treasure, and do it again, and do it again, and do it again, until you realize after 10 times of doing that, you're probably going to do it 20 more times, and do you really want to do it that often? Fifth edition framework makes it a lot more convenient for the... DM or GM to 
create a very immersive environment which allows you to avoid tropes. Back to the boss. Now, as your PCs or player characters are moving through your campaign world, it's possible that in that campaign world, they're doing other things alongside the arc. And you might say, well, what does other things mean alongside the arc? Well, for example, let's say you have an open world in your campaign, you have your players off doing different things because they're not quite ready to take on the boss yet. Uh, taking on the boss could be a high level affair that you're thinking or the overall story isn't fully developed and arced out yet to where they're going to meet the big boss. So with that in mind, it's okay to actually start the boss at a lower level, give them opportunities to interact with different areas that the boss might be involved. Like maybe he's influencing the political agenda. Maybe he's hired a assassin's guild or thieves guild or a merchant's guild to operate within his favor. Um, and these are the low level influences that he's trying to utilize. He or she is trying to utilize to, um, uh, you know, to basically interfere and get things to work in the favor of whatever the arc might be. Right. So as your PCs gain in experience and level, so can your boss, your boss can grow, right? Because as your boss has successes and failures in and how it's related to how they're trying to execute their arc and, and their influence within your campaign, that can play out at the same pace that your PCs are leveling and you create this interaction. What this really does, it allows you to avoid the trope of the players go out, find out who the boss is, and then they go and kill the boss, right? That's not exactly the immersive experience that maybe you as a DM or GM are trying to um, give your players, give your characters um, that are playing in your campaign. Maybe you want to give them a much more immersive and long-term campaign experience. However, for one shots, it's totally okay to be a little bit tropey because that's kind of the purpose of a long shot. One of my favorite long shots that I like to run is um, I have one that's called the King's Highway. Basically, it is a long stretch of road that the king has essentially hired individuals to protect. Um, and protecting this road allows the merchants and other activity to move forward. So it's a nice way to do a... Um, one-shot mechanic of the players start at one city and they have to make it all the way to another town might take a few days within you know the in-game play to successfully help this caravan get to where it's going and each day is a new encounter a little bit tropey but a little bit you know it's a great way to introduce them to you know traveling encounters mechanics the politics of the world that you're introducing so with that in mind sometimes tropes can be crutches that have their their uses right i would say that the final piece you want to be careful of is when the tropes of encounters the tropes of combat 
You hit him with your sword, you do two points. Next. Like, you know, uh, feel free to embellish, emerge, you know, do the immersion piece, describe the combat, describe what's going on. If the combat involves multiple types of antagonists, be aware they could be clever enough about combat that you want to make sure that you allow them the opportunity of the obviousness of the combat, right? If four or five antagonists are standing there watching an archer shoot at them, would they continue just to stand there? No, they're either going to run away or run towards the person shooting, right? There's certain things in combat encounters that are, you know, that are intuitive to whether it's the protagonist or antagonist, if you know what I mean, right? It's, you know, and that's that creative immersion, once again, avoiding the trope of a combat encounter. So it's always a challenge avoiding tropes, you know, how you, how the characters meet each other, um, you know, the concept of the, of the boss within your um, campaign or how you run your encounters, right? And I urge you to go out to the social media streams, the safe ones, um, look into how, you know, like on Reddit and some of the, you know, Facebook and uh, some of the other um, social streams and how they talk about, especially on YouTube, um, how they talk about avoiding tropes and what is a trope and what does it mean if your campaign is too tropey and you know, when are tropes safe and when are they not safe, right? I mean, it's... There's a lot of content, a lot of information out there. And as you mature as a DM or GM, or for that matter, as you mature as a player, you will automatically avoid those things because you'll find they do not make for a very immersive game experience at all. So, all right, everybody, this is Dungeon Master Academy signing off. Hope to talk to everybody again soon. Stay safe out there.